Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 459. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight. CFL football. We always talk about CFL football. There's really not much to talk about in any other type of football right now because they're, well, the NFL is still going, but, you know, they're kind of boring. Uh, actually, the, some of the games that I, I understand, I've never watched um, I haven't watched an NFL game probably in 25 years. Uh, I'm being told that they're quite exciting now, and they're actually starting to, to resemble or even surpass the excitement of the B, of the CFL teams, uh, CFL games this year. Well, the CFL games this year have been pretty fucking boring, so it wouldn't take much to be more exciting than that. So, um, yeah, for the most part, we'll see what happens. There's been some cool things that have been happening in the CFL. We got a couple of trades this week. That's not normal. We very rarely have trades in the CFL as this time of year, uh, but the trade deadline is coming up, and uh, some teams are going to make the playoffs, and they know it, and uh, other teams are going to make the playoffs, and they need to get some uh, help there. So there's going to be some rental players, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Is there more in store? There's some rumors out there, but let's uh, just deal with the ones that we have for sure. Um. Big question. Are you enthusiastic about football this year? I'm not. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And we're talking about the CFLPA and legal battles. Ooh, that's going to be a hot topic. We'll see what else is happening. And up-to-date power rankings, QB rankings. Uh, what other kind of rankings are we going to talk about? Or just rank players. Oh, yeah, there was some talk about the uh, Dave Dickinson talking about Bo Levi Mitchell, and I'll throw that one out there. We might as well talk about that one a little later as well. Uh, so let's uh, open up the mics and get our boys in here. Uh, we got uh, William online and Charles. Uh, Charles has just made an announcement. Actually, he didn't make his announcement. His partner in crime has, but uh, Russ Gordon. Uh, the two of them are heading off to Hamilton to see the great cop. Congratulations. Well done. And uh, I know there's, it's not really a congratulations like, whoa, yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of spending money and uh, anybody can yep. do it if they spend the money and uh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, and, and able to get onto an airplane. Cause that's kind of important, I guess, too. Yep. That is a good point. Yeah. Cause uh, I can't at the moment. The I can, you can go on the great, well, you can go on the airplane you can, at this you, point in time. That you doesn't could drive. Mean it, it, no, I can't I have to go through good. Saskatchewan. Okay, you never make it. No, no, they fucking kill me. <laughs> Those guys are nice there. <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah. Uh, what are we getting? So, how's things with you? Anything else that's neat and interesting and wonderful? Uh, you are going to the Grey Cup. That, no, kind of, part of me. But what what made this come up upon you? And uh, is this something you were it, thinking about it, for a long time, or was this for the moment with Russ? I know you've been there before with him. You know, it came up a few weeks ago. He just uh, mentioned, you know, that he had thought about going and, uh, well, and uh, you know, 
this is kind of what he was looking at, what the cost would be and stuff like that. So he just kind of messaged me one day and kind of put the bug in my ear. And I was thinking about it. And at first I'm like, eh, do I really want to go to Hamilton in December? I mean, what am I going to freeze to death? And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it. I've actually never been to the province of Ontario. And I know there's people out really? there saying, you're not missing anything. I honestly have never been east of Alberta. The farthest I've been east is probably Edmonton, and I haven't been east of that, so I've never been to that part of the country before. So I'm like, you know what? What the heck? It's uh, the price is relatively cheap. Let's go. So we started talking about it. And then last weekend we were just talking on the phone. We're like, you know what? The airfare is pretty good still. Let's just get her done and get moving on it. So we bing bang bong in a matter of a couple hours, it was all taken care of. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Ontario is actually quite a nice uh, province. I've been mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, a fair amount of it. Um, not, not all, but I, I mean, I drove through it from one end to the other and, and did a couple other things. I've been there a couple other times by airplane. I love the city of Ottawa. It's a cute little town. Uh, it's just Toronto I don't like. Yeah. Well, it's I've never just, been in the eastern town. Sorry, go on. It's just that it's, it's the people are, are just... You know they're, they're egotistical and arrogant, and, and I know I get a lot of flack from people in Toronto for saying that. But I uh, just, you know, having head office back there from all different companies that I've been with or w- worked with in, and and around in the last in forty years, I, I have no use talking to anybody over there. None, zero. But Hamilton's a, a cool little town. You're gonna like it. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Like I said, I've never been uh, past Alberta in Canada. That kind of makes me a bad Canadian because I haven't seen the rest of the country. Wow. But uh, and I've never been in the Eastern Time Zone in Canada. And the U.S. I have in Florida, but I've never been to the Eastern Time Zone in Canada. So it's somewhere I've never been before. So I'm kind of looking forward to going and checking out uh, that part of the country. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've never made it to the Maritimes. Although I'm told that it's actually quite beautiful and especially beautiful this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of cool colors in the fall there. And, and so does Quebec. Quebec's got a lot of reds and oranges and yellows and stuff like that with the maple trees. It, it seems that BC only gets yellow colors. All our yep, trees are all true. yellow here. Yellow Where, and kind of oranges. Yeah, they get purple and red and blues and, and yep. really cool colors in their trees. But anyhow, uh, welcome to the show, William. How are you? Hello. Now that you guys have discussed uh, the geography of Canada, well, I guess I can throw my two cents. I guess I can throw my two cents in there. I have also. Okay, I shouldn't say I've never been to Ontario. I have been to Thunder Bay okay. to pick up. To pick up beer when we had a beer strike in Manitoba, okay? Yeah. That was worth the drive. That was worth the drive. But I've never been to Toronto. I've never been to those places. I've been to the Maritimes. My family was born and raised there. Cool. And it is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place, okay? Yeah. Okay. So, so Charles, the year that there's a Grey Cup in Halifax... We should go, okay? Just so you know. I, okay, well, I whatever the Grey Cup is out there. I'm with you. Yes. I'll be there. Yep. Okay. Whenever the Grey Cup okay. in Halifax, okay. I'll go too. Yeah. Okay, good. That's a, that's a date, guys. Um, uh, only, yep. oh, there's a, I'm going to put a caveat in there. Okay? Okay. 
as long as I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 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 Cool. You betcha. Because it, it may take longer than the next 40 years, and I don't think I'll and be around. I, I tend to... I tend to wonder, I tend to wonder, and I'm going to ask Charles this out, right? I guess it was kind of easy to get tickets for the Grey Cup. Why is that? Well, it is, well the, here's the thing. Right now, um, the tickets have only been on sale for to Hamilton Tiger Cat season ticket holders. And, in fact, they That's don't correct. go on sale to the general public till tomorrow. But right. we were able to figure out uh, from, I can't remember who it was, a, a pre-sale code for the Grey Cup. So if you have the pre-sale code, you can go in and you can buy tickets before the general public was. So because they're not on sale for the general public, we were able to uh, buy them early. So that's why it's not sold out because it hasn't really gone on sale to anybody but the Hamilton uh, Hamilton well, uh, season I, ticket holders. I, I did... I did look, and I didn't like what was left over. So, because um, I did have a pre-sale code as well, because I'm a Calgary Stampede season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, yeah. So, I yep. did. I did. I did look. It did kind of cross my mind. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. well, I'll is, be. Is, is that a hard no right now, Will? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty hard no. It's too close to Christmas. It's, it's very okay, close to, to Christmas, and you. you would have to at yeah. least be double vaccinated by then, if not triple. Yes. And my wife is telling me that's my Christmas gift, so well, it is what it is. And, and accept it. Yeah, I, I, if, right. if that's my Christmas gift, I'm not going to complain about it. Why would no. I? No, 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 no. No. That's a pretty nice no. Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just, just a simple fact: it, it, nothing thought, else is going to cost you any more money. I mean, oh, there you go. You know, I, I, I had thought about it because I've got uh, I've got a good friend who lives out there in Ontario, and I've got a sister who lives in Ontario as well. And I thought I was going to make it a week or a ten day thing and go visit everybody, but I just I'm just way too busy right now to do that. So, and uh, yeah. I guess I will not. I guess I will okay. not. But well. my prediction, my prediction, just so you know, and I'll throw this out there, my prediction currently for the Grey Cup, are you guys ready? Are you sitting sure. down? Are you yep. sitting down and ready? Calgary versus the Montreal Alouettes. Be interesting. I'm not opposed to that. That's not, that's not out on the limb. Neither am I, although I'm a little bit weary about Montreal's chances right now. But I really don't know. You look yeah. at Toronto, okay? I mean, McLeod Bethel-Thompson is their, their, their catch-all, be-all right now, and that's not high caliber. You know, Montreal, any given Sunday, can, can beat Toronto. And once... Uh... Kahari coaches Trevor Harris. You never know what could happen. So, yeah, I do. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, should we talk some football now or? Oh, oh, wait, we have been. 
were. Yeah. Well, you know, good on you, Charles, for following your dream there and, and heading off to Toronto or Hamilton, actually, to uh, – do you fly into Toronto or do you fly into Hamilton? You still think no, Hamilton fly to Hamilton. Airport. You do, eh? Yeah, they, they have do. an airport. Surprisingly enough, they do. Yeah, well, yes, they do. I, I've looked it up. Apparently, it's not very big, but it's there. No, and if you get to fly right into it, that's all the better for it. Yeah. Hamilton's that not a small small town. I mean, they're not no, itty bitty. Have you guys have you guys ever been uh, either one of well Charles I know hasn't been. Have you ever been to the Saskatoon Airport? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. I, I I was there once upon a time. I was there once upon a time. And I, I go to the ticket counter, and I get my ticket, and I'm waiting for the lady to tell me which gate I should get go to. Yeah, there is. And I'm waiting, <laughs> and I'm waiting, and I said, so I say to her, which gate should I go to? And she points, and she says, that gate, it's the only one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's pretty yeah. funny. Well, you're there. Are you there for like a day or two days or three days or or how long, Charles? Uh, we get there. Sorry, well, you were saying something. I thought you were going to say something. No, we get there on the uh, Thursday evening and we go home on the Monday, the day after the Grey Cup. Okay, that's perfect. I, that's perfect. Yeah. Yep. It, it isn't, it isn't. There's some cool things that are really close to Hampton, like St. Catharines isn't that far, which is is Niagara Falls, right? So, yep. I mean, it, it's only, it's not an hour away. So it, it would have been yep. really cool to cruise over there if you've never, you've obviously never been there before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't want to use the word ancient, but I, historic type of area. Okay? There's a lot of Canadian history in that area. Hmm. Just thought I'd share that. And yeah, and look into that. like six, 600,000 people. Yeah, so, it's not a small place. No, no, it's not. But it's far enough away from Toronto that it doesn't have that influence to it, right? Mississauga is too close to Toronto, and it's, it's 800,000 people. It's like Burnaby. Mm-hmm. Mississauga is right. They're like they're right beside each other. Okay. Anyhow, let's uh, let's go down and talk uh, about football on this list that we got. So we had three games last week because of this stupid Thanksgiving week before. Um, so we had Winnipeg into Calgary, or sorry, Winnipeg into Edmonton, and uh, the Bombers are increasing their uh, winning percentage over pretty much everybody in the league. Uh, except Toronto, and Toronto beat them on an off day, so we'll see what happens. Anyhow, Winnipeg won this one, uh, 26-16. The total was 42. Charles, you took Winnipeg at 48. You were minus six, picked up 130 points on this game. Uh, what did you think of it? Well, to be honest, I didn't see a whole lot of it. I saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, I was actually surprised that... Um, Edmonton was able to keep it as close as they were. I mean, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg had simply been rolling, 
And let's face it, Edmonton is – they're playing with two rookie quarterbacks. That um, That's not a very good recipe for success. But I was actually surprised that – I honestly thought this was going to be a bit of a blowout. Uh, in the CFL, 10 points is not a blowout. In fact, going into the fourth quarter, the game was tied. And yeah. you got to look at the Bombers, too. When they hit the fourth quarter – they just seem to put their foot on the gas pedal and run away because they've been having big fourth quarter after big fourth. I mean, this one wasn't huge, but they still outscored them 10 nothing in the fourth quarter, and they've been beating everybody in the fourth quarter. So while I was uh, not surprised the Bombers got the win, I was surprised that the Elks were able to keep it fairly close. So it's almost like a moral victory for them that uh, they're playing the team that's first overall, and they didn't get blown out. So good on that one, uh, but uh, again, Winnipeg just is they're finding ways to win. I mean, this one was an ugly one. I mean, if there is such a thing as an ugly win, this was it. But they still got the win, which is the main um, the main uh, point. You got to go out and you got to get the win, but um, you need the like w. I said, Edmonton yeah, but Edmonton can hold their head up high, hold their head up high. They didn't get um, they didn't get run out of the building, so you, know, you got to at least give them that credit. Okay, uh, I I do want to uh, add something to what you just said. And I think the 16 points flattered Edmonton. I honestly don't think they played good enough to get 16 points. Uh, it, it was almost like Winnipeg didn't show up for the game. It was kind of like when BC played Edmonton and BC kind of like fucked the dog and then mm-hmm. Edmonton actually beat us. Winnipeg didn't wake up until the fourth quarter, and then they said, hey, we could actually lose this one. We better play some football, and they did. So I really don't think Winnipeg was taking this game very seriously, and I don't think they really anticipated it to – they just thought it was going to be a walkover, and they took their foot off the gas from the opening kickoff. That was my perception of the game, is Winnipeg – just didn't play football until the fourth quarter. Or they didn't play their football until the fourth quarter. And, and that and may be just, the case. They just woke up. That, that was my take on this game because it was a very sloppy game all the way along. And yet Edmonton is holding their own against Winnipeg. But that was because Winnipeg just wasn't playing good football. My opinion. Um, Jim, what was your take on this game? Oh, hang on. Hang on for a second. Well, you picked Winnipeg at it, 47 points. You're all, you got 132 points for this one. Right. Well, you know what? I thought I thought the game was rather boring. Um, mm-hmm. I I do believe Edmonton did – or, sorry, Winnipeg took Edmonton lightly. Um, but they still won, and that's usually what happens when you're a decent team and you're playing a shitty team. Um, yeah. Half, their, almost like at twelve of their points were were field goals, um, and uh, they did they did kick they did kick Edmonton's ass in the running game. They had 175 rushing yards to Edmonton's 71. Okay, and they lost so Andrew obviously Harris, they're yeah. Well, yeah, but Andrew Harris behind that O-line doesn't matter. Um, 
and they had more passing yards. So, like I said, it was a it's once again, and I'm I'm going to keep on saying this every week. It's getting harder and harder for Winnipeg to be motivated because now they've already clinched a playoff spot and uh, they got nothing to look forward to for at least five weeks. Okay? So Yeah, they're playing meaningless game what happens. after meaningless game. I mean, once again, do you play your starters? Okay? And if you, I know in the CFL the rosters aren't big enough not to play starters, but do you play Zach Kolaris? Do you play? Do you play? Well, Andrew Harris is hurt now, so definitely give him a couple him weeks off. Of the, you sit him for the rest of the season you know, and let him heal. Right, I would. Zach Kolaris. Zach Kolaris has been known to be able to sit and come in and win four games straight, i.e. 2019. Okay. We just saw him do that a few years ago. That is correct. So, because once again, the way he runs around, if he gets a hit, the bomber season could be over. And maybe you should give his backup some experience. That might be an ideal thing. And if if not the whole game, at least half the game. So, but then, but then, if they start to lose, you don't want to take the momentum away from them because I know what it's like in Calgary to lose your last three or four games when you've had a stellar season. So it's, it's you know, and if you think about it, in 2019, Winnipeg had to fight for every single thing they got. Yes. They were on the road the entire okay. playoffs. They were on the road the entire playoffs. So, different situation. Let's see how they handle it. Yeah. No. Well, we so saw that, too, in, in, uh, back in 2005 when the BC Lions started um, 11-0. and And then they just kind of collapsed down the stretch because it was getting too easy for them. And then these – and that's the thing, too, is if you get off to that hot start and you're on a roll – and then you start to go down a little bit, That it takes a lot to get back up. You're, you're much better spirals to start like, the season spirals like five. A, Yeah, it spirals like a snowball. All right, 2011, start the season 0-5 and, and destroy the rest of the season and, and win a Grey Cup. I like that idea. Yeah, right. Saw so that too. Yeah. All right, that works. But you're you're right. Starting eleven and zero and and going yeah, that's kind of like what the bombers are right now, right? They're what are they eight and yeah. one? They're eight and one or nine yeah. and one, something like that. Yeah, so nine, nine and one. one right now. Nine and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, seriously, who do you who do you look in this uh, in the the league as co- competition? The next closest team to Saskatchewan and Calgary, they've got 10 points. No, uh, Toronto's got six. Sorry, Toronto has 12. Yeah. Yeah. Six wins. Yeah, it's not, nobody's even close. Yeah. And nope. I, I, nope. I honestly believe it's not because Winnipeg is that amazing of a team. I think this is just a shitty league right now. 
I really don't like the quality of football that's being played straight across the board here. There's no, been a I, lot of crop I, I games. I personally think that Winnipeg is, is so far ahead of everybody because, as Mark used to reiterate with us, um, they did start the season with more or less the same team they had in 2019. And mm-hmm. there's some sort of that consistency helps. with that, okay? And you look at a team like Calgary, they had a lot of new players. A team like BC had lots of new players and coaching staff. Very um, young team. So, so, you know, I mean, those are things that can happen. But like I said, I, I, I don't like to put the CFL down. And just so you know, Christopher, no, that's not true. The NFL is not more exciting than the CFL. The NFL okay. is boring shit football, my opinion. Okay. That's I, it. I, I'm just um, I'm just reading what people say because I'm not watching but, it. But the CFL, but the CFL has not been great this year. The games, the games are getting better. There's no doubt about it. But it hasn't been great. And I just think this is a product of a not having a season last year, b having yep. a, a short training camp and no exhibition games. I mean. Even in yeah, a normal absolutely. CFL season, we've commented on it before, even a normal CFL season, usually the first four weeks are glorified preseason games. And this year with no preseason games at all, that would just took longer, I think. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. Okay, let's uh, move on from this. Uh, the next game up was the Montreal Alouettes went into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks, and again, 16 points flattered the hell out of the Red Blacks. Final score was 27-16, literally a a carbon copy of the Winnipeg-Edmonton game. Uh, 43 points. Uh, You picked Montreal, Charles, at 32 points. Uh, Go on. What did you take on this one? Did you? Did you watch this game? I missed it completely. Uh, yeah, this was the first half of the Saturday doubleheader. Yeah. Uh, I didn't enjoy the second half. Boy, I'll tell you, but we're going to get to that. Um, oh, that was terrible. Terrible game. Terrible. Yeah, this game wasn't a great game either, but, I mean, I'll say this. Uh, much, or Ottawa kept it close for a little bit, about a quarter and a half. But let's just say that this was a bad team getting beaten by what looked like a mediocre team. They, while the, the the Alouettes won this one, they weren't exactly a big-time um, working team. I mean, I think I made the comment last week that if you um, go up against the Red Blacks, you just have to play average or decent, and you're going to beat them. And I think that showed that there. I mean, Matt Schlitz coming in, he did all right for himself. He passed for 281 yards and a touchdown. Uh, decent running game, but let's face it. The, 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 the Ottawa Red Blacks are like a free space on a bingo board at this point. They're, they're a team that, uh, unless something horribly goes wrong for a team, they're not going to beat many teams. I mean, sure, they beat Edmonton, who's probably the only team that would be considered a bigger train wreck right now than Ottawa, and they're getting worse by the day. But um, this one was, I mean, it wasn't a great, exciting game. It was pretty predictable. You know, I, 
you never got, or at least I never got the feeling that Ottawa was going to win this game. Like I said, basically Montreal just played uh, average, they played decent, and they beat Ottawa. And that's about all there is to it. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't a lot uh, to talk about in this game. The, the one thing I will say, this, um, a guy who's really stood out for me this season, Jake Winicky, the receiver for um, Montreal, he has, is a guy that's kind of stood out for me this year. He had another big game. He had 11 catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. So he's one guy I notice every time Montreal plays. So he's not a guy I knew a lot about going into the season, but he's a guy that he's like a vacuum guy. Wherever they throw the ball to him, he always seems to catch it. So. Okay. William. Yes. I watched the entire game. Um, I decided to have a nap during the second half, which uh, from the look of the score, I didn't miss anything, okay? Because <laughs> most of the points were in the first half. And and I will concur with uh, Charles. Jake Winicky is a is a sleeper receiver this year. He's been quite impressive. But you know what? Neither team impressed me. And uh, I, I, once again, it's a it's an Eastern game, and sometimes they can be brutal. And I think that game was brutal, to be honest with you. <coughs> yeah. That's about all I got to say. Hard to argue on that one. Okay, the next game, the last game, was the Calgary Stampeders uh, played the BC Lions. And Calgary won this one uh, in a train wreck, 39-10. to 10. And uh, BC did score a touchdown, but didn't convert. So they actually had – they were leading at 1.6 nothing. And I'm honestly surprised that they got any points after that. I, I, it just, everything about this BC Lions team fell apart. Their O-line couldn't block shit. Uh, the receivers couldn't catch the ball. Riley was always rushed. Um, it, it, it just, it brought back nightmares from 2019 for me. Uh, Calgary looked uh, like a strong team. And, uh, but I mean, they could have been playing Ottawa on it would have looked the same. I I just uh, I wasn't impressed with BC's game at all. And Calgary, are they getting better? Yeah, I think they are. They're going to make a run for this. They're gonna, they're going to take second place if not. Well, they're not going to take first, but they're going to be in second place gonna, in the in the in the West pretty quick. Uh, they will host the playoff game. I have no doubt about that. Uh, it's going to be up to BC and uh, Saskatchewan coming down the stretch as to what's going to happen. And I'm looking at Montreal, and they're got, they got one more victory that's going to come up for them. Mm-hmm. What's that noise? Sorry, somebody's printing something on my – sorry, Uh-oh. it's done. Someone was printing something on uh, the printer. It came out of the blue. Uh, Montreal is currently at five wins. They got one more game against Ottawa, so they're going to have six wins. That means that BC or Calgary has to have – seven to get into the playoffs. Now, Montreal is in second place, so Hamilton, it just depends on what they're doing. Montreal has a very tough schedule going down the stretch, but then so does BC. So BC and Hamilton currently are tied at four wins each. BC has to stay ahead of Hamilton if they want to make the playoffs, guarantee a playoff position in the crossover. 
because right now, Saskatchewan and Calgary are both higher than them, but Calgary and Saskatchewan play each other, so one of them's going to lose this week. Anyhow, that's kind of my take. Uh, where where are we going here? Where was I? Uh, yeah, BC, Calgary. Okay, um, Charles, you picked BC. You got zero points for that. You're picked 42. You're off by seven. That's 28 points that you picked up on this one. Um, go ahead. Oh, what am I doing wrong here? Okay, go ahead. Pass. You're going to pass? No, no, I mean... You can't argue with a thing I said. Not a thing. In fact, you might have been a little nice. Um, This was embarrassing, embarrassing to watch. And it started so promising after the Lions scored on their opening drive. They went march right down and score a touchdown. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a good one. And then the rest of the game happened, and that was awful. It was just awful. I can't... um, uh, I can I can barely put into words how bad that was. Um, uh, I don't know really how to really. Uh, it was bad, is what it was. It was just terrible. It was uh, a terrible. The Lions' offense was anemic. The Lions' defense couldn't stop the Calgary offense. I mean, it. The Lions are probably fortunate that that score wasn't worse. Oh yeah, to be perfectly honest, because to lose by 29 points, it could have been worse. I mean, it just the Lions once the score uh, got um, Calgary just put on, just stepped on it, and they went right past them. And the Lions never really threatened. I mean, Mike Riley was just um, his stats were terrible. I'm sorry, he's been but for the most part. He was running for his life most of the game. Well. That, too. I mean, the 2019 BC Lions uh, offensive line appeared to have come back in that game. He was running all over the place. He got no time. Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, 13 to 25 for 145 yards, two interceptions. That is not um, Mike Riley-type numbers. Nathan Rourke actually came in and looked half, half decent. He was 11 of 17 for 115 yards. Granted, that was all a garbage time. The, the uh, Stampeders at that point were playing basic prevent defense because they didn't need to do anything else at that point. So it's not that hard to get completions and put up yardage against prevent defense. Um, but uh, he was running for his life. And speaking of the word running, when you've you got a running back – yeah, your leading rusher has six carries for 29 yards. This is the Lions' Achilles heel. When you have a team that can do nothing but pass the ball, it becomes easier and easier to defend against them. And, I mean, I'm sorry, they did not even have a 100-yard run. They, didn't, they barely they had um, 70 yards rushing on 12 carries. And that's not terrible, but come on. In reality, uh, their def- their running game is non-existent, and I'm sorry, James Butler is not the answer. And I see the Lions going out, and they're bringing in what's his name, Devere Posey back. They've so- go- gone outside. This guy, they go, go sign a running back for crying out well, loud. Well, that's your did. biggest problem. They did. They did sign a running back. Yeah, and I've a never back. heard of him. 
Yeah, me neither. I'm just saying and they, they did. didn't play them. Yeah, well, nope. well they weren't allowed. Them. They well, can't play they yet. They couldn't play them. Well, maybe, maybe they'll no, play this COVID week. No, with COVID protocol. They had to they had to sit no. this, that game. So they right. could be That's they right. weren't allowed to practice with the team until Friday and the game was Saturday. Right. So, yeah, they didn't they didn't play last game because of the pro- COVID protocol. And then uh this week coming up they may be in the lineup. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, let's hope somebody can figure this out because their, their running game right from week one has been awful. They have not had a running game this season. And uh, unless they get that figured out, they're not going anywhere. I'm sorry. I, I don't um, know when they had about, a running game. It's the last time they know, had a running talked, game. I don't know. They didn't have it in 2019 either. I mean, we no. talked about the Grey Cup in Hamilton. You go to a game in Hamilton in December, you have to have a running game because you can't throw the ball – in those conditions like that, uh, the whole game, it's just not going to work. So, yeah, that's the, the, the lines were terrible in this game. Stampeders looked very good. They've certainly, from when we played them in the early part of the season and now they look like a completely different team, it probably helps that Bo Levi Mitchell wasn't playing on a broken leg like he did last time. So, um, yeah, this Calgary team is starting to peak at the right time. So they're, uh, you're going to have to watch out for them because they are really, um, they're really starting to roll right now. This, uh, be, uh, I think they're going to overtake Saskatchewan for second place. Oh, yeah. And I think they play this week, so that should be interesting. They, they, Saskatchewan Calgary plays this week, and they're both tied right now at 5-4. and four. One of them is going to yeah. be 6-4, and four, and one of them is going to be 5-5. Five and five. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just what's going to happen. Um, William, you enjoyed this game. You had a nice rest in the previous game, a little nap, and then you got to watch the full well, game of BC Calgary? Well, you know what? I I was expecting, and I said this last week, I was expecting a close game. I really was. And I thought it would be an entertaining game, but it wasn't. I'm sorry, Calgary Calgary came out and they dominated it. That's that's the best I can say. That is by far and away the best game Calgary's played this year. No doubt about it. And so does Calgary look that good or is BC not that great? I, I uh, guess you can look at it one of two ways, right? BC stunk so, up the stadium in two games this year. One with Calgary and one with Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, they weren't right. good against Winnipeg either. Yeah, but so did Calgary? Did Calgary get better because the last time they played BC, Bo Levi threw what four interceptions? I think it was. Yep, can't remember. Yep, yep. Um, yep. It wasn't a pretty game. Yep. He was playing on a broken leg. Well, Charles, sorta, stop doing yeah. that. Um, you know what? I I I, I can't say anything other than. They dominated all three phases of the game. Bo Levi Mitchell was as on as I've seen him in in this year, at least, maybe even last year. Um, Charles talks about BC not being able to find a running back. Did you see that Rock Thomas guy in Calgary? He's been he's been on their practice roster all year long. Okay, that's the first game he played in. Like, where did he come from? Okay. And he's a running back, Charles. So um, he was the guy who returned the punt or the kickoff or whatever it was 
a hundred and some odd yards. Anyway, oh, that, yeah, hundred one. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, overall, overall, great performance by Calgary. That's all I can say. And that kickoff return was the end of the game. By the way, that's what basically once that once that happened, that game was over. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the kickoff in the opening uh, the, of the second yep. half. Opening kickoff and I just in the second half, and, taken and back. Just going, what the fuck just happened? I'm looking at it happening, and it's just like seriously. Okay. So uh, let's go back to this and go with that. So that Charles, or sorry, Will, that was you picked Calgary on that one with 45 points. So you're off by four points. You had 100, 134 for that. Uh, in the way that I've just done this, I never talked about what I did. Oh, how wonderful I am. I grabbed the Winnipeg at 100 points, but I also nailed the score. So I got 50 points there. I picked up Montreal, got 100 points, got 24 on the score there. That's great. Um, off by three in the BC Calgary game, but uh, I took BC, so I only got 36 points there. So the for week 11, Will gets 396 points, Christopher gets 310, Charles is 278. Still very respectable. Uh, the current standings are uh, 3,264 for William, 368 for CJ. And twenty nine thirty eight for Charles. Uh, where are we going with this one? Oh, William. William has nailed, absolutely nailed the picks the last nine games. Okay. Right down the line, he's got nine straight correct picks. Now, I'm looking at mine, and I've got started at the same time as him, and I've got exactly the same picks except for the fact I took that Saskatchewan game kind of being nice to Will so that he could catch up. And then I picked BC over Calgary, which I just do, and I failed miserably on that one. So, yeah, okay. I'm not, make trying, two of to, us. I'm not trying to make excuses for why Will's doing such a great job. I'm congratulating him on this right now. He is doing a pretty – spectacular job in fact uh three four five six seven you've only missed seven picks all season oh no i can't say that because we only got week six from week six on you've only missed six seven picks so that's not so bad i can't sparky eliminated week one to five on here so i can't do anything about that i don't you know, know but he had pretty shitty you know i course in the back I, I do this very scientifically. It's it's the same way it's the same way we had a municipal election in, in Calgary this week. And on my way to uh, yes he is. He wasn't rerunning. He was oh. he's gone. He wants to do he wants to go provincial politics or something. Well, um, good luck. But anyways, I uh was driving home from work and so I was going to the polls right after work and I hadn't done any research on the candidates and mm-hmm. so I did it really I did it really scientifically I drove through my neighborhood and I counted and, saw the most and I counted, of counted the that, that is correct that is correct sir and and I voted for her and she won so I, I can't go wrong these days, okay? <laughs> it was kind of wow, funny. Awesome. 
Awesome, awesome. First so, yeah, time so, in the history of first time in the history of Calgary where they've had a female mayor. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go for this week's predictions. Uh, going over to the headlines here. Do do we have the predictions from the from the lose? I mean, the media. I'm looking for that right now. I don't see anything. Uh, hang on. I'll just cruise over to Charles and I, I got to turn his mic back on. He was making funny noises. Turn his mic off. Sorry, I was Charles. yawning. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any predictions from the media. I, I looked for them. I couldn't find them. Okay. Yeah, I don't see them here either. So we're just going to have to make these predictions on our own. We have four games this week. We have the Toronto Argonauts going into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Ooh, it's going to be a tough game. Who's going to take this one, Charles? Hmm, this one I think is a tough game. Um, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, obviously, but Trevor Harris is now in uh, Montreal, but I don't believe he's going to start. I think the the feeling is, at least initially, he's going to be in there as a backup. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. They're not expecting him to start. So it's going to be Matt Schlitz. And uh, to be honest, and I talked about it a little bit before, uh, he played pretty well last week. Granted, he was playing Ottawa, so um, a teenager could probably play quarterback and look good against Ottawa nowadays. But um, I think I'm going to go with Montreal. I think they got a better defense, quite frankly, than Toronto does. Uh, Toronto's defense isn't bad, but I think Montreal's is better. And I think they're going to have to lean on that defense for for a little bit while longer. But I think Montreal is going to win this. Is this game in Montreal or Toronto? It's in Montreal. Okay, and they're a pretty good home team as well. So, yeah, I'm going to take Montreal to win this one. And I'm going to say Montreal uh, 41 points. Okay. And William, you're going to take Toronto the Argos or are you going to go after – I'm going to take the Argos, and I'm going to say 48 points. 48 points on the Argos. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. I'm going to take Montreal, and I'm going with oh, – uh, I'm going 52 points here. 52 points, and I'm taking the, the Alouettes. Uh, the next game uh, is the Ottawa Red Blacks are traveling to Tim Bitfield to play Hamilton Tiger Cats. Charles, what you going to do here? Is this, hmm. is this another victory for the, for the Ottawa Red Blacks? Is this their third uh, victory of the year? They are 14.5-point underdogs in Ottawa. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to cover the spread either. I think Hamilton blows them out. I really do. Ottawa's terrible. They've got inexperienced quarterbacks. Hamilton hasn't been great, but, you know, they're decent. And as I said before, that's all you got to do uh, against Ottawa is be decent, and I think they'll be a little better than that. Quite frankly, I think it's uh, this one's a Hamilton victory, a fairly easy Hamilton victory. Uh, Hamilton 46, I'm taking. Hamilton 46. Okay, so Jeremiah Mazzoli is starting for the Tiger Cats, and Dane Evans is backing him up. Mm-hmm. So they, they, back, they are back to two healthy quarterbacks. Which should help them as well. So, Yes. Okay. 
Not that the other guy wasn't doing too bad. He just wasn't doing very great. Okay. He kept their head uh, above water. That's all they needed him to do. He did. Are you busting the cycle here and going with Ottawa, or are you going to be confident with the Hamilton victory? <laughs> Come on, Will. Pick Ottawa. Pick okay. Ottawa, Will. Hamil- Hamilton 563. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Let's go Hamilton 49. 49. Okay. Uh, CJ is going to take the hammer here, and I'm going to be a little more conservative and go 39 points. Okay. I'm not excited about this game. The next one up is the BC Lions are playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. Now, Will has been very adamant about making, making it known that Winnipeg has nothing to play for. Are they going to, and we just proved that when they have nothing to play for and they are cocky and arrogant, they didn't play all that well against uh, this Edmonton team. Are they going to play the same sort of football against BC and let BC into the game? Or to come out and say, fuck, we played like shit last week and we're going to come out and thump these guys. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this game at all, but it's going to be a happy one. That's the way I look at it. Charles, what's your pick? BC into Winnipeg. I honestly wish I didn't have to pick this game because, quite frankly, what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen is completely in in, um, contrast to one another. Uh, This game scares me. I mean, my hope is that uh, maybe they – I'm going to hope that the Bombers are going to take one lightly now and then here. Um, sometimes when teams get on a roll and are winning well, uh, that happens. So I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a flyer that maybe they look past this game to another game. And I'm going to, guess what, take the BC Lions. My confidence level is like minus 60 on this. Uh, but I'll take the Lions to win. And I say it'll be... 38 points, a low-scoring one. Okay. And, William, who are you going to take here? Winnipeg 36. Winnipeg 36. Winnipeg 36, okay. But you're going to use your theory. What? Yeah, I know. That Winnipeg has nothing to play for. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but if if I pick BC, Christopher will pick Winnipeg. And Probably. Get, yeah, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Okay. So what's your theory then? You're going to pick Winnipeg, or you're going to pick BC now. No, I'm picking Winnipeg so. here, and my score is 42. Okay. Okay. I love my BC Lions, but I'm not stupid. I'll laugh no, if I win this one. No. Fi- oh, you know what, Charles? I win either way. I guess that's true. I get the points if, if Winnipeg wins and BC wins. I'm excited. I couldn't yeah, give a shit a about smart the way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this next game, the last game. This one's going to be a challenge for Charles because uh, he knows where the other two are going. This is going to be a Saskatchewan Rough Riders into Calgary into McMahon Stadium to play the Stampeders. Charles, you're up. 
Oh, God. This is another game where what I want to happen, what I think will happen are in, in well, you know what? No, that's not true. I want both to happen, but I know you guys are both going to pick Calgary to win this one, and I think Calgary is going to win this one as well. But I need to catch up, so I'm going out on a limb and going to, God, I hate doing this because I hate taking them, period. But, damn it, I'll do it anyways. I'll go out on a limb. I'll take the Riders to win this one. I hate doing this, both because I don't like picking the Riders to begin with and because I think they're probably going to lose. But I'll take them anyways. I'll take uh, the the Riders, and I'll say... uh, 50 points in this one. Okay. William. Well, now, Cal, this is a, this is a big, I think this is a big game for Calgary because, you know, it's very hard to beat the same team three times in one season, number one. Correct. And Calgary's already beat Saskatchewan twice. And we talked You're about this before those, the show. Yeah, they're going to have all those retarded Saskatchewan fans in the stands. Whoops, did I say that? I apologize. Um, and but Winnipeg or Calgary still has a very young team, so maybe they're taking the game last week against BC that they were fantastic, and maybe they're not going to come out so well this week against Saskatchewan. And maybe Saskatchewan is hungry because Winnipeg's beat them. Well, they're on a so massive losing all, streak, aren't they? Or did they win last yeah. week? Uh, they didn't play last week, did they? No, they didn't play last week. Um, so, say that's the case, and I'm talking out my ass here. Um, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still pick Calgary, and I'm gonna go 42. Forty-two. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to take the Stampeders just because the one time I picked Saskatchewan, which was stupid on my part, they lost anyhow. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with 48 on this one. I, I think it's going to be a closer game, but I think they're both going to play some good football and uh, – Calgary's the better team right now, in my opinion, so they're going to play. This will be three games in a row that Saskatchewan loses to Calgary. Because That's right. Calgary, yeah. Calgary played BC in the middle, but Saskatchewan had the bye. So this literally is three games in a row for Saskatchewan. they got to be hungry for them. So, yeah, Charles, your, your pick's not looking so Stupid or out of out of sorts right now, and I don't mean that in a bad way. That I'll say, I'll ex- say this: I think my chances of getting a win with um, Saskatchewan are infinitely better than my chances of getting a win with BC. I would agree. I, uh, yeah, uh, I have to wholeheartedly agree with you. Yep. So I picked uh, Calgary at 48, Will took Calgary at 42, and Charles took Saskatchewan at 50. Okay, that's it. Is that a wrap? Yep. Yep. I got no food in this place. 
I got nothing in the drawers. Nothing here. Okay. Looking for some munchies of some kind. Candy corn. Candy corn would be nice. I'm craving candy corn right now. Oh, it's awesome. It's its own food group. I love it. I got a big bag of it. I bought 20 pounds of it the other day. It's in my top drawer on my dresser so nobody knows it's there. 20 pounds? Are you kidding me? 20 pounds of candy corn. Of candy corn. It's oh, the only time I get it. Sometimes I freeze it and get to eat it in the summertime. That's, that's awesome. There was a list. Somebody put out a list the other day. And, you know, it's one of those stupid things of like, uh, you know, which one of these items can't you, won't you eat? And what's the number? Right? Like how many of these won't you eat? And I'm looking at the list and I'm going down and it the chokes and, and broccoli and, and um, what is a little, little cabbage is called uh, Brussels sprouts and, and also the sushi and shit like this. I'm looking at this list and I said, there's not a fucking thing on here I'm going to eat. Not a thing. And then I saw candy corn. I went, hey, candy corn. Yeah. So I got one. There's one thing on this list I'm going to eat. Yeah, anyhow. Okay. So well, I guess you guys don't, uh, don't share that uh, enthusiasm that, that product that I do, eh? I am not a candy corn fan. No, hey, that's bad. But well, it's actually good because then I get lots. So if we're at the Have same all room, there's a bowl of candy corn, it's all mine. Is it's all you yours, yep. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Edmonton trades for Harris to Montreal. Now, there was lots of rumors that went on about this, is that Trevor Harris was unvaccinated, not going to be able to fly come the end of the month. Uh, so, you know, get rid of them now, get them back to the East Coast. Uh, all the good games back there will be able to be from one to another or the train. Um, he, you know, everything's going to be good for him up back there, so that's going to be okay. And then what's his nuts? Uh, the, the guy get this NFL help, Grant Brody. Uh, he comes out and says that, no, you're not playing in the playoff games unless you're vaccinated. And that's something we can talk about later because that's really stupid. Um, but Trevor Harris has gone to Montreal. Now, it, he comes out and says he's fully vaccinated, so that's not really the reason why they did it. Uh, I, another story came out said that he was not um, happy with being sat in the last game, and he basically said, play me or trade me. One story, and the other story is that uh, he's just uh, – he, he he's a little bit on the on the beat side of things, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just uh, there's a lot of speculation going on right now about this trade of Trevor Harris Edmonton. Edmonton fans are losing their fucking minds over it. I don't know why. I never thought Trevor Harris was a quality quarterback to start with. He didn't show anything wonderful in Ottawa, in my opinion. He is the on off on, off, on, off again, quarterback. We don't know what Trevor Harris is going to do. And that was with a fairly decent Ottawa team. Now that they don't have a team in Ottawa or Edmonton, uh, he's just showing lots of warts. He's not that good a quarterback. Uh, Personal opinion. Charles, what's your take on him? What's What's this trade? Does this make sense to you? They traded for what? A linebacker or something? 
someone I don't know a lot about, but um, yeah. I'm just really surprised how quickly Trevor Harris fell out of favor in Edmonton. He was their guy. He was their starter. He was he was the guy going forward and preseason people are saying, oh, Trevor Harris, he's going to have a huge season in Edmonton. He's gonna, They're going to be awesome and so on. And then they trade him, and he's gone. So it's just um, bizarre to me how quickly um, uh, it changed because he well, was uh, – Look at their head office, right? Look at their head Sunderland, office, train wreck. Right, Brock Sunderland. Ottawa, okay? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Elzondo, Ottawa. Noel Thorpe, Ottawa. Okay, the, you, you're talking about all the key components were in Ottawa, and they brought their golden hair boy over to Edmonton, Trevor Harris, and then found out that he really did suck. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, uh, we've talked about it for years now, uh, that you'll get good ba- Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris. Well, we didn't see much at all of good Trevor Harris, uh, hardly at all. Um, it has been more bad than good, and he's been injured. But, I mean, for a team to tr- trade Trevor Harris, who's a veteran, a guy that's gone to Grey Cup games, yes, he hasn't been performing very well this season, but he's still a veteran guy, to just deal him away and they've got nothing left but two raw rookies. I've never seen anything that weird because I don't know. It's bizarre to me that they just uh, up and dropped them like that. It's, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, it is what it is, of course. But I just I'm not used to seeing it. I mean, you would think that if they were going to trade away, they try and get something back. They give them some sort of. Um, experience at quarterback because no offense to Taylor Cornelius and you know the backup guy I don't even remember what his name is but if I'm a fan I'm not uh interested in seeing these guys go forward and by the way it showed in their last crowd the, the crowd there is getting pissed off because there's nobody yet that that game they announced 24,000 yeah right were they counting uh toes um, 400 was a realistic I had even said that the Lions, who were still at that point under reduced capacity, had more fans in the building. And I'm not exaggerating at that. If you look at them, it looked like that. Uh, But, yeah, um, I'm just surprised that uh, Edmonton got rid of them and have really no experience to back up. So I found it bizarre myself. But it is what it is, so good luck to them. I mean, 2019 Edmonton Eskimos were below 500, but they had eight wins. They were eight and ten on the season. Okay, they're they're going to be lucky to get three victories this year. Probably. Now, let let's not open your mouth here, CG, unless they've already got it. But no, they've got they're two and seven on the year right now, and I don't think they're going to win another game. I don't think Ottawa's going to win another game, and they're two and eight. I don't know. It's it, it's 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 a pathetic show of things. Uh, William, what's your take on Trevor Harris going yes. to Montreal? Do you think this is a good move well, for your Alouettes? We, 
Um, no, the best move for Dallas West is to have the other quarterback, but he's hurt. So it's right. better than starting a it's better than starting a raw rookie. Okay. Well, Matt or Schlitz Matt is, Schlitz. is far from from a raw rookie. Yeah, but he's not that good. So um, not a starter. No, have you have we ever seen anything like this happen, where you trade your number one it. quarterback? in the middle of the season and is it is this is this going to be a salary dump for Edmonton because they oh, talked about man. they like, they owe Trevor Harris 300 grand in February so are the Owls going to keep Trevor Harris for the remainder of the season and then cut him because because they don't want to pay that bonus either and wow. is it will will somebody else find Trevor Harris down the road? The interesting wow. thing. And I also and I also didn't realize that Trevor Harris, I thought he was younger. He's thirty four years old. Mm-hmm. No, he's not a spring chicken. No, not even close. No. So I I wonder I wonder what happened in Edmonton. He must have I'm thinking he must have done something to piss people off or something. I don't know. I don't know. So, and I mean, if I'm an Edmonton season ticket holder and you trade their number one quarterback in the middle of the season, I'm really pissed off. And they are. And you could see that. And you can see that in the stands last week. Okay. So I have no clue. And these are things that we will never know about because they're behind the scenes. Trust me. There's something else going on there. And there my, my, next question, my next question is, are the Edmonton fans screaming for Brock Sunderland to be out of there? Yes. Because, because he has a lot of anything. Edmonton groups, and they're, just, they're going ballistic on Sunderland. Right. And, and not because of so, this. Because the team sucks so bad. Yes, they're not mad at Sunderland for trading Trevor Harris. They want they're kicking him out the door. They don't want him in this their team either. Right. Okay. Nobody's mad that that he got traded mid season. You know, we've heard of this happening. We 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 don't expect it. We don't know what's going on. But the Edmonton fans aren't upset about that. They're upset about a pathetic yeah. team and the embarrassment that this. Shared franchise is, is is a state of affairs. Two wins on season, they're they're they want heads. They want right. fired. They want the president gone. They want the general manager gone. They want the coaches gone. They want the quarterback gone. Well, they got that. Oh, they're, they're, well, you they're can't blame them. Witch you can't blame them. No, you can't. You can't blame them. How does Marcel Desjardins still have a job in Ottawa? Through that. I mean, there's a difference Through between that. Edmonton and Ottawa. Edmonton is a team with a board of directors, and they're wishy-washy at the best times. They don't really make big, decisive moves really quick. They, they have to have consensus and everything else. Ottawa's owned by, like, a, a very small group of businessmen. And I, I'm surprised they, these guys haven't said, fuck this, let's get rid of them. Yep. I really am. I, I know it's a sporting group. It's you know the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, but the, it's it's owned. It's controlled by one or two people. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Trevor Harris to Montreal. It, it's a good move by Montreal. It makes sense not having Vernon Adams. It's not like they're going to be able to get anybody else. I, I do under, I do believe. I do believe Edmonton is trying to coerce Nick Arbuckle out of Toronto. I I have heard yeah. that a couple of uh, yeah, different I've places. heard that a couple places. Whether they do or not, that's one thing. But I've heard that too. So. Nick Arbuckle might have some growing to do, and he might be a good pickup for Edmonton. Uh, it depends a great deal on what happens with – I mean, Toronto's in no hurry to do anything right now uh, unless they're trying to dump some salary as well. But, you know, they're going to go to the end of the season, and if McLeod Bethel-Thompson tanks it, uh, why would they bring him back? I mean, they didn't want to bring him to start, but, you know – He's the one right now taking them to the promised land, and if uh, Montreal takes Toronto out in the uh, Eastern Finals, then uh, you know, I, I wouldn't get rid of Nick Arbuckle right now because he, he might just need a year or two to grow. I mean, Toronto's given yeah, up I'm some pretty spectacular young quarterbacks I'm over also, the years. In, in, I'm also wondering what Edmonton fans think now when two years ago they were hot and heavy to punt Jason Moss as their head coach. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're in worse shape now than you were two years ago. Yeah. Oh. I think they got to blow that whole thing up and start over again. Yeah. To be honest with you. I'm so reluctant to do that, especially with uh, Elzondo and Noel Thorpe. I, I both think those are two brilliant coaches. Now, is the yeah, fact that one of them can't be a head year. coach? They have showed it. Uh, Noel Thorpe's doing pretty good on the defense. but did not have a bad defense. I mean, they're not stout, but okay. because they're on the field so goddamn much, right, by the end of the game, they're they're bloody tired. But, uh, you know, if you look yep. at it, Ed, Edmonton's defense is their strong point. Yeah, but it's the, sure. it's the jam you got to get rid of. Sunderland is just not happening there. Yeah, and you also wonder, you got to tend to wonder, I mean, we've heard reports coming out of Edmonton this year about that whole Joey Moss thing and the trainer thing, and it just seems to be one thing after another. And then, of course, he up today or yesterday, today or yesterday, James Wilder is flapping his lips again. I knew he couldn't go a whole season without flapping his mouth. Okay. And it's like, I guess it's a, I guess it's like, let's just, let's just implode the entire thing and see what happens because they're having a shit year. They haven't won at home yet. Yeah. No, they haven't. They haven't won at home like two years now. No wonder nobody's going. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, let's go eh? see a team lose. Man, I got an idea. To get them out of this rut, maybe they should rename the team. What do you think? <laughs> maybe the, maybe this is the uh the curse of the uh the curse of the, the what should we call the um the elk. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You, you, you never know. It, it, it's bad. It's bad right now. And, you know, they 
I don't think there's a lot of play people out there that really like his name and blaming it on that as well. So I, I'm I'm a member of a couple of the Edmonton Facebook groups, and uh, there's not some there's not a lot of kind words over there right now. No. So and and I, and once again, we don't want to we don't want to beat this thing to death. But come on, guys, out of all the names you could pick. The best name you could come up with was that? Really? Really? A wild reindeer. The next segment, this one I'm going to love because everybody is jumping down the throats of the Lions on this one. Bombers trade for Sergio Castillo. Does he fix their kicking issues? Okay, the BC Lions have traded Sergio Castillo, who is still under contract with BC but was given a pass to go to the NFL. I don't know how that worked. I don't, re- don't remember. I was going to say, I thought the, you weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, they, he's still under contract with the BC Lions, but because of the COVID season in 2020, the league allowed them to spend the contract. Okay. Okay. And Castillo went south, and he was with the Jets for a bit. He was with a couple of teams. That. Um, and the BC Lions have their rights in Canada and have rated them to Winnipeg Blue Bombers because Bombers have a kicking issue. Uh, everybody's saying BC has a kicking issue. Well, I don't believe that because the new kid, Camacho, uh, has missed two field goals in, all, in, since, he's, since week one. Week one he didn't yeah. play, but week two he did. He's missed two field goals the entire season. I don't. They, they were costly field goals. They were uh, yeah. definitely at the wrong time. But so be it. Shit happens, right? I'm not going to blame him. And then you know we got a young kid that couldn't kick for us for years and years and years. Sergio Castillo is pretty old, and he wants to go south. And he's proved that several times already. Now my question to you is. I have not seen one iota of media that says that he's coming back to the CFL. And if you notice yeah. that it's, it's a conditional fourth-round pick, the condition is if he comes back to the CFL, BC gets a higher fourth round or a higher draft pick. If he doesn't come back to the CFL, then he gets the, they get this fourth-round something. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen anything where says Castillo is coming back to the CFL. Have you, Charles? I have heard nothing, and I was wondering about that. First of all, I mean, I didn't even realize until I heard about this trade that Sergio Castillo was still under the Lions, uh, was still under contracted Lions. I've seen nothing about that. I wasn't aware. I thought that they had just released him because he had been playing down in the NFL. Uh, so there's that, but I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, yeah, they traded, as I see that they traded his rights, but I haven't heard anything about him reporting to Winnipeg. So I don't know. You might want to hold off on the celebration there, Winnipeg, because I don't know if he's coming or not. I haven't heard heard anything. So I I don't actually know. Bomber fans are losing their mind. They think that this is the great, this This is is the the second coming. Yeah, this this is what they're gonna. This is guaranteed. This is putting great us cup. over the top. Yeah, but nobody says that he's coming. 
issues by trading for Sergio Castillo. Winnipeg Blue Bombers acquire veteran kicker Sergio Castillo and deal with BC Lions. Bombers acquire Lions kicker. You know, these are all the headlines. Nobody says anything about him actually coming up. The only thing that I, I see right now is Sergio Castillo works out for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it just I'm sorry, I just don't see him coming back to the CL right now. And maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. If he ends up uh not coming back, it's actually a steal for the Lions because they get an extra draft pick for nothing. They get a draft pick for nothing. Okay. Sure, it's a fourth-round Canadian draft pick, but whatever. Sorry, what was going to say something? About what? I'm confused. Um, Okay, so can you guys, you guys basically know how much attention I pay to kickers, correct? None. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, Zero. Right. Are you are you telling me are you telling me this guy isn't even playing for the Lions this year? No, no, no. He's no, been playing no. he's been in the NFL. He's okay, currently so, on the he's currently on the practice roster of the New York Jets. Okay, so so let's let's ask the question. Is Mark Weddall on drugs? Because I've got a message from him at eight thirty eight 9.38 on Tuesday morning, and it says, quote, BC traded their kicker to the Bombers. He was their only consistent point getter. I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah, so he, he has not play played a game this year. this year. Wow, not, okay, no. I didn't know that. Wow. So then BC didn't trade anybody. No, no, no. Basically. They, they, they no one on the active right. roster. Uh, and a wow. player. Okay. I mean, it, literally, yeah, okay. BC stole a stole a, uh, a half pick from Winnipeg. And yep. if Winnipeg Cup and he plays for Winnipeg, then the Lions haven't lost a goddamn thing because a we wouldn't have had him on the roster if we had leased him to go to the states to play that. Wouldn't have been able to get back up. We already replaced him with somebody as good, if not better. Right. Okay. I mean, that guy's one of the top kicks now in the CFL. I don't have a problem with our kicking team. That's not yeah, the area of fine. that. It's not the concern in BC right now. Kick is not the concern. O line, yes. Okay, DBs, yeah. Well, it was okay. it was the concern until they got it was the concern until they got rid of Nakasaki or whatever the heck his name was. Well, he played mm-hmm. one game. The guy two played, games. The Japanese guy played. Did he play two games? Yeah, he played in Saskatchewan. He played in Calgary. Okay, we lost the Saskatchewan game because of him. I, I don't. Yeah, think, we won the we won the Calgary game, didn't we? We won the, the Calgary game, his, not because of him. Yeah. Because of him, yeah, he missed a bunch of uh, field goals Conrad. in that one too, or whatever. He missed was missing stuff. Yeah, 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 and and he got tossed. Yeah, it was after that game they ditched him. 
So BC hasn't lost a goddamn thing if, in fact, they just gain a draft pick. Okay? Because if, if Sergio Castillo had decided to come back to the CFL now, BC wouldn't have taken him. Okay? I don't think they would have, no. Uh, trading him to a um, Western Division team, I don't personally think that that was a smart move. But so be it. It may be the only team that was willing to give him something for him. Mm-hmm. the bar's problems unless he actually comes up to the CFL again. Okay? And mm-hmm. I've seen nothing that says that he is. Could be wrong. 100% I could be wrong. But I, I haven't seen anything. All I see is Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans throwing parties right now because they finally have a kick. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Who knows? But at this point in time, I'm not seeing it. Anything further to add to this? It's, it's, this is ridiculous. This is something I would have expected in Edmonton. I mean, who, who's the uh, who's the GM over in Winnipeg? Kyle Walters. Yeah, Kyle Walters. Kyle Walters. Uh, I would have expected him to be a little bit smarter than this. Uh, unless he's actually had some communication with Sergio and this, that, and everything else. But, I mean, this guy, this guy doesn't want to play in Canada. He wants to play in America. Yeah. I've seen nothing saying he's going to – I've seen nothing anywhere saying he's going to um, report to the Bombers. Yeah. I don't know what the conditions are to the draft pick. Uh, it, it Are they that he signs with? Winnipeg, or is it that he? Because currently he's, he's I, I would believe that he's on contract for him. Okay, for this mm-hmm. season. So he he could come up and and play the remaining season, and then he doesn't resign with Winnipeg in the off season, and begins this low down draft pick, or is it that he even shows up? BC gets a better draft pick. I don't know what the conditions are. I just hate when they say, yeah, yeah it's for a fourth-round conditional draft pick. You know? Mm-hmm. How about some disclosure here? What does it mean? But anyhow, moving on. Trey Roberson returns to Calgary. Wow. I really don't have anything to say against this. Will, step up and tell us what yes. that means to you and your team. Um, you know what? They were not – their defensive backfield is not one of their weaknesses this year. They have a bunch of young guys. Now, if yeah. you remember – you probably don't remember Trey Roberson. He uh, was with them for two years. He's a shutdown cornerback. He had – 
eight interceptions his last year or something like that. He is the he is the grandson of Larry Highbaugh. Okay, I remember. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. And yeah. he's mm-hmm. been with uh, he's been with the uh, Bears for two years. So, I guess they cut him and Calgary signed him. I know nothing more about it than that. And he always did say he liked living in Calgary. So, you know, maybe he's and he's also twenty. I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine years old. So uh, he's still got he to come back. back. Yeah, maybe he wants to come back and finish his career in Calgary. So I have no bo- no problem with that because he was an excellent he was an excellent uh, he was he's an excellent cornerback. Uh, yeah, he is. He is. As a matter of fact, he uh, he replaced uh, um, the guy who played in Edmonton, Tom. Tommy, oh my God, he played in Calgary. He was the guy who got who got arrested for drugs in his first off season with Calgary back in the states. Ah, oh God, I can't remember his name. But anyways, I thought we would miss him, but then Trey Roberson came along, and uh, yeah, did not miss him one one tiny little bit. Was so I'm excited Tommy, about him coming no, back. Tommy Condell's a coach. No, yes, Tommy, he, come on. Not Tommy Glendell. No. Um, no. Tommy. Ah, God. Come on. Tommy, Tommy, I don't remember. Um, Tommy, I don't remember. Montreal. Tommy Campbell. Yes, that's it. Tom Campbell. Tommy Campbell. Tommy Campbell. Yeah. So he replaced Tommy, Tommy Campbell, Campbell, and we didn't miss it. We didn't miss a beat. Okay, he was a he was a Trey Roberson was a college quarterback, and he went to the NFL and they tried to make him into a into a cornerback, and I guess that's where he's stuck. So, and he was uh, he was injured in Chicago from the very first time he got there. So once again, I don't know if he'll be as good as he was because they're not usually as good as they are. But he's also a D back, so maybe that'll make a difference. So but I don't think I don't think Calgary is suffering in the defensive backfield right now anyway, so so we shall see. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that at all. So boom. It almost seems like uh the strong getting stronger though, with a couple of these Yeah. Yeah. Hard to say Montreal's strong, but yeah, so Montreal just got stronger after they've lost the badge. Okay. Uh, Trevor Harris. I I don't think Trevor Harris is a bad quarterback. I think he was in a very caustic environment in Edmonton, and it wasn't working for him. And this might be okay in Montreal. Is he a rental player for the rest of the season? Probably. I think they pretty much committed to Vernon Adams. Yeah, I don't think the Vag played that well this year, to be honest with you. No. He was up and down, but there's a lot of people that are not playing well this year that we expect more of. Yep. Yep. Right? And and then you one, Sergio Castillo, did he actually make the Bombers stronger? Well, that's a wait and see because only if he shows up. 
Thing is, though, yeah, they, they've been he, winning despite their bad kicking. I was going to say, if he shows up, it's an improvement for Winnipeg because their kicker has sucked this year. Mind you, well, last week, question. Last week, their kicker, their kicker got four four field goals. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Hard, hard to stay on that one. And then Trey Roberson coming back to Calgary. Well, that could be a good thing for Calgary. It might not. So, And Calgary is a good team getting better at this point in time. Bringing him back on right now might just be the answer a little bit to kick them up and over the top and in pursuit of, of Winnipeg. And then they're going to need him to shut Winnipeg down. So, yeah, just... It, this could be the answer to the problem and the problems to Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Feeling, I got a feeling when it comes time, okay, now remember how people say that in the winter in the CFL it's best to have a running game? Well, well, Calgary doesn't play Winnipeg again until November 20th. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be who's got the best running game by then. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, moving down the list. The question is: Is the enthusiasm for the CFL down this season? I don't even think the enthusiasm in Regina strong as it has been in the past. Don't think they're jumping up and down. They, they may have the big hit of the season, but right now I think it's kind of like, yeah, let's see what's going on. Only the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are blowing up their own ass. Um, the fans, the enthusiasm in Winnipeg right now is going because their team is going to win the Grey Cup because they're so powerful and strong in the skill. Okay, yeah. Uh, I hope they don't. But uh, I can't speak on Vancouver, but I don't see the numbers in the attendance straight across the, the league. Is it because of requirements? He's had some sellouts, which is kind of rare, but that's only because the numbers are restricted. Uh, a lot of the stadiums in the CFL, the, there are no restrictions on the numbers. And are they a strong no, – no, the attendance is not the same. Attendance in Regina is not the same. The attendance in Toronto is terrible compared for Toronto. It's even worse than normal. Uh, Edmonton didn't look so good the last couple of games. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the enthusiasm for the league is there. I don't have the enthusiasm for the CFL this year. I personally, honestly, believe they shouldn't play this season. But you know, I know everybody is saying that if they didn't play, there wouldn't be a league. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know that. We do not know that. We can speculate all we want, but we do not know that. Uh, if they, if they took another year off, would the attendance next year have been worse? Probably. 
Who knows? They may have been became totally insignificant in the sports landscape in Canada. That's assuming, of course, they are relevant in the sports landscape of Canada. They're not in the major cities right now. William, what's your take on this subject? Do you, are, are, do you have the same enthusiasm for the CFL that you, you want to add? I do. I do. Um, you know what? I think a lot of people, I, I, I tend to wonder if people have enthusiasm for a lot of, less enthusiasm for a lot of things because, and I'm sorry, it's got a lot to do with COVID. Okay. Cause, cause, I noticed that as time went on, it was starting to really get to me, everything that they were doing when they were shutting things down and when, you know, you had to wear masks to games and so on and so forth and hearing about it on a daily basis. I still think a lot of people are not showing up at games regardless if you have to be vaccinated or not just because they're scared that they're going to catch something, okay? Because, I mean, we have managed to do that with the media to scare people into not doing things, okay? So am I as enthusiastic about the CFL? I am. Have the games been as good? Not really. Um, I have... I have, to be honest with you, watched more NFL this year than I have in a long time because of that reason. But it's not that much better anyways, in my mind. So, I don't know. Go ahead, Charles. I mean, I'm so enthusiastic about the CFL. Hell, I've just spent a bunch of money to go to Hamilton with the Grey Cup. But, uh, I mean, I can understand... uh, why people think it is down. The crowds have suffered in some places. Um, I've noticed on our page, our game chats are not getting... uh, Yes? I asked how many games have you attended this year? I've been to two games this this year. How many games do you normally go to in a season? Uh, It varies. Um, There were a couple games that I was going to go to and couldn't because of... uh, other commitments. I probably would have been to all of them had I not, but uh, I've been to two. Yeah, yeah, I've been to two though. Do, do, do you see my point? Because I. Hmm? Do you see my point? About what? Well, you say that your enthusiasm for the league hasn't gone down. Your attendance yeah. has. And I think that it's that's, only uh, gone down because I had work commitments. Those were the two things that. Uh, the one, two games I was going to go to that I ended up having to cancel at the last minute. Right, so DC's only had four home games so far? They've had, I think it's four, yeah. Four okay. or five. Yep. Uh, BC is one and four at home. So they've had five games. Okay, there's five. Okay. Okay. Well, have so I been to three? Actually, I've been to three, I think. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it's been two or three, but not because I didn't want to go. It's because I had other commitments that I had to that I wasn't able to go. There was one right. I was all set to go, and then I ended up not going. Ended up the night before the game, I ended up having a change in my schedule, and I couldn't go. So 
I would have been to at least three. But I I see your point. But in terms of other people, I even see on my um, on our game chats on our website, they don't get as they're not getting as many uh, comments uh, as they used to. So uh, some people are commenting, some people are not. So I mean, we still get a lot of uh, traffic on the page and stuff like that. Also get some idiots. That's beside the point. But uh, I that's normal. See, uh, at least, yeah, you can see at least that there is at least some level of um, of uh, lessening uh, enthusiasm. Now okay. this one's a weird season, and this has been a weird season, obviously, with the the weird way it started, and it's a shorter season, and this and that. So. I'll be interested to see come next year when we're likely, well, hopefully going to be back to like a full season starting, you know, late June, early July or whenever it starts. If that enthusiasm comes back with a regular training camp and preseason and a full season there, I'll be interested to see if it starts to pick up again there. Cause this season, like we said, it's a weird season. It's a short season. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, William, did you go on this already? Yeah, I already or? went. Yeah, you already, already, already. already did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my take on this is uh is a little different on a few different things. It, I think that I don't think we're losing enthusiasm for the league. I think we're losing the enthusiasm to go to a stadium. I, I think with the restrictions on attendance and the and the requirement of a passport, a lot of people are choosing to just stay at home and watch it on TV. I know that's the case in BC. I know that's the case in Toronto. I know that's the case with William. A, a lot of people who would attend the games cannot attend the games because they simply want, aren't allowed in the door. People like myself, uh, who let's let's say it was a perfect world. There was no attendance restrictions. There was no passport requirements, and I lived close to town. I still wouldn't go to the stadium right now. I I think people suck, and I never really liked being in big crowds. And just right now, with the entire concept of COVID out there. I'm just as happy to stay the fuck away from people. Anybody. I I honestly, today was the first day I left my ranch in three weeks. I, I, don't, I don't feel the need to go to a football game. Even if I was living beside the stadium, I do not believe I would attend a game. Is my enthusiasm for the CFL down this year? Yeah, it is, because I'm not really comfortable with the games. I think they're boring as hell, and they're not not good games. And I I find it really hard to get myself up to come and do the podcast and to participate on the Facebook group. Um, well, the fact that I've been Facebook jail so much this year too uh, hasn't really helped much on that. Uh, God knows why I'm kind of doing that. You nobody expects that. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's a little bit. You got to really question or qualify what enthusiasm is lacking. 
And I think there's a lot of people that don't want to go to the games. And especially in the bigger cities. Well, in the smaller cities and the okay. prairies, they don't seem to care too much. Okay, so, huh, I, I got something to tell you. Go ahead. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm not really proud of this, but. You've gone and got back. I have, I have caved Christopher. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and I am, and, and I didn't think. It would bother me that much, but two weeks ago, man, it absolutely fucking killed me that I couldn't go to the football game here in Calgary. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely killed me, and and I didn't think it would, but it did. So, yeah, I, I honestly uh, don't think it matters because I think this entire uh, passport thing is going to go down the toilet really fast. And I and I and I. 100% agree with you, but a couple of things happened to me. Um, first and foremost was I was told I couldn't go see my grandkids. Yeah. Okay. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't go to my gym. And and football games. These are these are. These are these are these are blocks for me. I live by this stuff. Okay, this is the stuff that I love. Okay, and I just couldn't not do it. I thought I could, but I couldn't. So I put I put in my mind. I put the poison in my body, and whatever happens, happens. And uh, yeah, so I am going to get go to the football game this Saturday. So and, well, and I thought you had- so I can't Don't- really. Sit- I can't really say my enthusiasm has died for the game because it's going to be fucking cold on Saturday night in Calgary, and I'm going to the yeah. football game. Yeah. So. No. I I, I respect I, I, your choice. I don't well, agree no, with it, I, I but I respect I'm, it. I'm totally I'm I'm totally disappointed with myself, to be honest with you. So much, but that's but not- I got lots of pressure, and it's starting to get to the point now where. Some of my bigger construction sites in town, I can't go on those either. Yeah, I can't go on construction sites. So, and and I know it's a it's a way to do it, and uh, I don't think it's going to last. But who knows? Yeah, no, it, knows? it's unraveling right now. It's uh, I, the, 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 there was a huge protest in Quebec City from uh, first uh, first line. Um, nurses, doctors, whatever yeah, else that. today that said that yeah, they absolutely that. don't want to do this. Uh, there was a big, uh, uh, what, what did I see today on, on the BC thing? Uh, BC doctors have finally had it with Dix and Henry. This is the Minister of Health and Dr. Bonnie Henry, who's the thing. Uh, effective Wednesday, October 20th, they will begin issuing their own COVID press releases where grassroots group of physicians, nurses, healthcare scientists, uh, health policy specialists, and community, community advocates. We are done with this bullshit. It's basically their press release. Well. So, I mean, they are people in the hospital right now and, and basically letting them die. They're, they're, it, it, it's really simple. If they do not 
treat these people with what needs to happen, it's just wrong. And I, I, I don't want to get off topic here and everything else, but got to start. They got to stop, start being doctors and stop being politicians. And and the doctors are starting to do that. And this is going to unravel on the government. It's going to blow up in their fucking face, and people are going to come. It's going to be a, a nightmare. Okay. Let's, when you, uh, let's when you already on. got. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, when you already had a shortage of of doctors and nurses and stuff like that to begin with, before COVID even hit, firing a bunch more just doesn't make sense. It's just it, that's not going to help the problem. It's going to make it worse. Yeah, yeah. There's 10,000 doctors Common and nurses sense. that are losing their jobs in Manitoba. I personally think there was 10,000 doctors and, and nurses in Manitoba, but... That alone has got to tell you something. There's that many people that are standing up for their rights. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's some really good things on my Facebook if anybody wants to go take a look at them. There's a, a doctor from uh, Rimby, Rimby, Alberta. Yep. Okay. Uh, he made a pretty bold, bold um statement that uh that the, the woman in the hospital said that it feels like they just put me in the corner and they're just waiting me waiting for me to die to become a statistic and he says not in my watch and uh he went off and did something about it yeah there's some good videos on there if anybody wants to come over to my wall and take a look at them and these are just people talking the truth just speaking the truth, and the mainstream media is totally and completely ignoring them. Okay, moving on because I don't COVID show. Um, no, look at this. What's the next thing? CFLPA lawyers reviewing the CFL COVID travel policy. Well, I have an issue with the state. I, I don't believe the CFLPA has any balls at the best of times. Okay, absolutely, I have no respect for this organization at all. Uh, They they cave at the slightest thing. Yeah, they put out headlines, but they don't back them up. Beside the point, it's not CFL's COVID travel policy. Government that is mandating a vaccine passport to fly anywhere. Yep. And how how can you blame the C? How is a CBA going to interfere with? Oh yeah, excuse me, we got a CBA that says that our guys can play. Uh, no, that's not not valid. It, you're not allowed to fly unless you've got this vaccine passport. Coming up October 30th. Okay. After that, if you can't fly, you can't be on the team for away games, especially Western Canada. I mean, you can't go from one city to another without flying. You can pretty much bus in Ontario, and Ontario is this massive place. Montreal's not that far from Ottawa. Ottawa is not, not far from Toronto. Hamilton and Toronto are beside each other. Literally, you can go just about anywhere, in that, and they have a great train network. So, yes, it's really not. I mean, you can't go from B.C. to 
you can't go from Vancouver to Edmonton or Vancouver and Calgary in a real realistic time frame. You know, it's it's better part of eleven hours. Yep. You know, it, 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 that's a, a fair drive. You can't take a bus that's even so slower. That, so, so is that rule even for charters? Yes. Yes. You cannot fly yeah, to Canada okay. if you do not have a passport. At this well. point in time, whether the passport becomes relevant or irrelevant in the fu- near future is is. You know, a lot to be said. Yeah. Uh, Israel right now has canceled every single vaccine passport. Did you hear about that? They nope. literally said uh, that, every, that. Every, every passport is now null and void because they are demanding everybody to get a third and fourth vaccine. Anybody with a, mm. only two vaccines is exactly the same as having no vaccines right now. So, you know, it's a bizarre one. And now I've noticed there's a lot of people in Alberta and I would think in Canada who are getting, who've had a third vaccine already because in the beginning nobody would recognize AstraZeneca and now everybody is recognizing AstraZeneca. So those people really didn't have to get a third vaccine, but... Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's going to come down to only Pfizer, the only approved vaccine in Canada. Mm. That's what it's going to come down to. The bottom line is the politicians are being paid off right now that Pfizer, by Pfizer, that Pfizer is the only acceptable vaccine that's going to happen. Um, here's a great quote. Um, why do the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that did not protect the protected in the first place? Does that make sense? The first time you said it, it didn't. And it does, but it doesn't. I have to wrap my head Mm -hmm. around it. But yes, it makes sense. Why do the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that has not protected the protected in the first place. Right. So, Charles, if you're, you're, you're double vaccinated, you, 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 you did this early on, okay? Yeah. Do you, do you feel protected? Do you feel that you're a threat from unvaccinated people? I never really have, no. So I, I'm totally confused by all of this. And then the the one thing, and, I, you know, it's, it's only because it's on the agenda here that we're going to talk about this because it's going to go away real fast. We're not going to talk about this COVID. But I have one other thing, one other uh, quote that I'd like to put out, and it's from the um, City of Vancouver Health Department. Okay, now this is the, uh, I'm just looking for it. I've got it here somewhere. Oh, maybe I don't. I do, it's in a picture here. It's a good quote, and it's worth waiting for, because it's going to say, oh, what the fuck was that all about? Okay, this is um, from Dr. Patricia Daly. 
Chief Medical Health Officer for Vancouver Coastal Health. Okay. The vaccine passport requires people to be vaccinated to do certain discretionary activities, such as go to restaurants, movies, gyms, not because these places are high risk. They're not actually seeing COVID transmission in these settings. This is really to create an incentive to improve our vaccination coverage. Yeah, I can believe that. This is literally coming from the boss. Yeah, I know. And it's not that restaurants, pubs, football games are high transmission areas, which I would believe that they a, a football game would be a high transmission area. But, you know, pubs, restaurants, I mean, nobody messes with you at your table. Get the fuck out, right? Unless you're in a shitty bar. Um, yeah, they're only doing this because they want to penalize people who are unvaccinated. Correct. Wow. I honestly, I couldn't believe it when I read that. It just blew my mind that this is, it, this, and, and they're calling us conspiracy theorists. I'm sorry. I think that we've just proved this conspiracy here. It's not a theory. So I, I honestly don't know what the hell the CFLPA's lawyers are doing and why they're wasting money paying a lawyer to look into something that the federal government has mandated. Right. I, I, what do you want Randy Ambrosi to do? I, understand, I, I, I totally disagree with what he said where no players will play in any of the playoff games that are not vaccinated. He can't do that. Obviously he can. He just did it. Whether it can be upheld or not isn't that's that's something the CFLPA can argue with, but you can't fly. And and another thing that he said is if the players have to travel as a whole, as a team, they have to travel. Where did this come from? That's so never been the case there. in the CF. Oh. You Randy Ambrosi has said that the team must travel together. They must travel as a whole. Well don't. well, don't they anyways? Not always. They've never. Not always. Kids. No. Okay. When, when the Calgary Stampeders go to Edmonton, there are Calgary Stampeder guys that drive their car. Yeah, probably. Okay. They don't travel in a bus because they don't want to be in a bus setting with the rest of the guys. They drive in their car. Because they want to, right. or they want to do something, right? They're going to go to Edmonton, hang out, stay an extra couple of days, whatever, right? Right. You ever been to Edmonton, Christopher? There's no reason to stay an extra couple of days. I'm cognizant. Um, uh, I know Andrew Harris has got that ugly, ugliest fucking motorcycle God ever made. What are you talking um, about? They got a mall. Who? Edmonton, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's getting old and run down, Kirk. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't blown it up yet. Uh, Winnipeg, Andrew Harris has that three-wheeled Polaris motorcycle thing that's kind of half a car. It's not the Can-Am one that actually yeah. looks like a motorcycle. This looks like a car that got cut in half. You know what you're yeah, talking about? I know what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. got this. They, there was a big thing about him driving it to, uh, to Regina to play football. Right? <laughs> And uh, it wasn't this year. Well, it was that in a, would be in a, 
previous year. But that would be a long, that would be a long, uncomfortable ride. Holy fuck! Yeah. So, anyhow, that's uh. So no, the teams don't always travel together. Now they are mandated to travel together because the CFL believes that it's a good policy. I mean, who who the fuck do they think they are? creating rules on the fly. If I don't want to hang out with the players because I'm don't want to hang out with the players because I don't, A, maybe I don't trust them. Maybe I don't want to get COVID from one of my own players. Maybe that's the case. What, what team is it right now? One of the NFL teams is waiting for the results to come back. They think half the so, Did you see that, Charles? No. One, one of the, no, one I didn't either. NFL, or was it NFL or NHL? One of the two, either hockey. No, or you know football. what? No, it was. I know what it was. It was, the, it was actually the Winnipeg Jets. Is it the Jets? Oh, really? Yes, yes. They were waiting for test, but I actually read it right before. Um, uh, right before we started the show, I was reading on Twitter, and apparently most of the tests came back negative. But they okay. were afraid there that there was a whole bunch. It turned out that there wasn't, but they were afraid of it because they they had a couple of positive ones. Yeah. Uh, but the, the apparently tested again, and a bunch of them that initially tested positive then tested again, and they tested negative. So, yeah. Who what knows? a great test. And me personally, me personally, I can't believe they're still using a test. So. Anyways, isn't it almost time? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we have like two time. minutes left. Okay. Oh, we can't get, do the up-to-date power rankings. Uh, oh, well. They suck anyway. index. They suck. Yeah, the, everything sucks. Look at the standings. You know where everybody is. Okay. Facts are facts. Uh, Saskatchewan's on the slide. BC is not kind of treading water. Calgary's on the rise. Winnipeg is stagnant. Toronto seems stable. Montreal, I think, is coming up a little bit. Hamilton, you got to believe that they're a little stronger having Dane Evans and Jeremiah Mazzoli back. Ottawa's a fucking laugh. Uh, There's CJ's power rankings for the day. You like them? Yep, they were cool. Were they accurate? Yep. Pretty much. Okay. They were. 60 seconds left in this ga- this show, so let's let's rip it out. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 459. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and I I had fun. We just booked it through this show. Uh, we got about uh, 20 seconds, 30 seconds left in the show, and uh, we'll hand it off to Charles and let him say goodnight. Go at it, buddy. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's games, and we'll talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Watch football this weekend, and go, Schooners, go. Yeah. Uh, well, Don't come back. You two, yeah, exactly. Don't come back. You two have a, a great week, and enjoy the football game. And, uh, Will, just for the record, I'm uh, a little disappointed in you, my friend. A little disappointed. No, Take I'm, care. A lot dis- I'm a lot disappointed in myself, but that's okay. I'm indifferent. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.